Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Startup CEO Podcast. I'm super excited to have you guys here today. September 1 represents the last four months in 2022. How hard are you going to go these next 100-plus days to close out the year? This right now is a season of turnaround, right? If you start off this year not where you want it to be, what I'm about to teach today is going to literally give you double for your trouble. God is about to move in your life the next four months abundantly, aggressively, and like supernaturally. I need y'all to say supernatural. One more time, supernatural. So in order to have some supernatural results these next four months, what I want to train on today is something that most people have a challenge with, and today's topic is work ethic. Work ethic. We're, we're about to talk about it spiritually and physically. Today we're about to talk about the work ethic. Oh, it's about to get gooder today. <laughs> Here's the thing. When we talk about work ethic, there's only two things I like to talk about. I like to talk about your attitude and your activity. See, it's not much that you can control in the world. We can't control what's going on in the economy. We can't control how other people receive us. We can't control the gas prices, the housing market, the job layoffs. We can't control the world. But what we can control is our attitude and our activity, and that's all we ever needed. Whew. Listen, I want to give you guys the definition of work ethic today because this message is about to resonate like none other. But the definition of work ethic is the activity of involving mental or physical effort. Stop. The activity of involving mental or physical. So not only do I got to think big, I got to put some, some elbow grease behind what I do. My work ethic involves my mindset and my muscle in order to achieve my purpose and my results. Let me say this again. My work ethic is the activity of involving my mental or physical effort done in order to achieve a purpose or results. So these next four months, you got to think big and you got to put some muscle behind everything that you do. So the first thing I'm going to talk about today is your attitude. <laughs> your attitude is deciding God's promise to you. <laughs> your attitude is deciding God's promises to you. See, here's the thing. I, I talked about this on, on one of the morning podcasts that God is looking at your reaction to his instructions. What's your reactions? Your attitude. He's checking your heart these next four months. He's checking your posts to see if you're a believer, if you're going to leverage your faith. Because here's the thing. You got to have a PMA, a positive mental attitude. If not, if a, if a positive mental attitude is not important, 
then why are you around here telling people to look on the bright side? Why are you telling people to keep your head up? If our thoughts and our attitude had nothing to do with nothing, why are you telling people to keep your head up? Look on the bright side. See, we understand, but we don't overstand that thoughts are things. So when you get clear that your attitude decides the promises of God, you will get clear that your attitude decides every event in your life. Every event in your life. So here's the thing. I remember, like, it'll be a January, and I'll reach out to some of my friends, and I'll be like, hey, God, you know it would be dope for us to do this summer? To take this trip and travel around the world. Let's go as a group. <laughs> People will call me, and they'll call me back and say, you know what, T? I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. And I'll be like, why? Because I ain't going to have the money. And I say, wait a minute. You mean to tell me you are, you're, you're going to be broke six months from now? You mean to tell me you have an attitude at the beginning of January about your future, about your life, about future events that you're going to whip yourself into submission and tell me six, from, six months from now you're not going to have it? This is why you plan a trip with 20 people and as the time comes to, to go on a trip, it's you and two people. If it's two, in certain seasons, you won't have to start traveling by yourself because certain people got the wrong attitude. <laughs> people are told, like, like, like they, they know they're going to be broke all year, so they turn down certain things. That's how bad their attitude is. So what I'm saying is, your attitude about servanthood can compensate for any loss, any handicap, or setback in your life. See, it's not about your skills and it's good to have gifts and it's good to be pretty and it's good to have this nice body, but it's your attitude about servanthood that's going to compensate for every loss that you take, every handicap, every uh, every under leverage that you have, the setbacks in your life, let me prove it to you. Let me, let me tell you why you got to have an attitude of servanthood. I was in, when I was coming up in direct sales, network marketing, I had a mentor at that time. Uh, I was early on to the company. I may have been doing like $3,000 a month early on, right? And I had a mentor at that time. He was doing about, I want to say about anywhere from 50 to 100K a month. And when, you, when we used to have our presentations, I used to watch him pull up in his Bentley, go in his trunk, pull out suitcases, presentations, like I mean, uh, 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 slides, uh, 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 projectors. And I used to watch him carry from the Bentley, from his car, all the way inside and set up the room in the hotel. And I'm looking, and you would think that his leaders, people that's right under his rank, making 20K a month, 15K a month, they walking right past him and not even helping him in the door. They're not helping him set out no chairs. They're not helping him put up no projectors. 
And I said, you know what? This is my only chance to get some of his value. I always wanted to be the guy that, like, I wanted to get to his rank. But he said, T, you ain't going to be able to speak in front of this room until you hit this position. Well, I had to figure out how I was going to hit this position. But I couldn't get access to him like that. I couldn't, I couldn't get in his space like that because he was busy, he was working, he was launching, he was grinding. So I used to get to the meetings early because I knew I had an opportunity to serve. I knew that when he pull up in that building, it's only going to be him taking all that stuff in. So one day, the, the day I remember, I'd never forget, I beat him there. That's leadership. I beat him there. He pulled up, and I, I, I was ready to open up his trunk before he opened up his door. And I was there, and I started carrying everything. And as I was carrying everything, I asked him a million questions from his car trunk till we set up the presentation in the hotel. And, and we used to do this every Thursday. So every Thursday was my opportunity to serve. It wasn't about my voice in that season. It wasn't about how much money I had in that season. It wasn't about my network in this season. But what opened the door for favor for me is that I was willing to do my attitude. I was willing to serve when people had egos and didn't want to help. When people felt like they was the shit because they was making 15 to 20K a month, I was at 3K, but I wasn't afraid to serve. I never forget, I got a call one day. He said, T, I want you to come on down to the penthouse. I want to talk to you for a second. Came down to the penthouse, sat with him for about three hours. He just poured into me. And before I walked out, he said, hey, the next 90 days, I want to focus on you getting to my level. <laughs> Listen to me. See, once I put the work in serving, my attitude granted me some favor. It gave me access because I showed honor. I didn't have an ego. I didn't have a pride. My nose went stuck up. I wasn't afraid to serve. It granted me access. It gave me proximity. It raised my vibration. And within the next 90 days, I had generated $89,000 in that network marketing opportunity. I had passed up all of the previous leaders, and I was the youngest person in the company to hit a position called senior vice president. Not only was I speaking in front of the room, but people and other organizations was calling me to train and speak and train on their team. My, what I'm telling y'all today is that your attitude is more powerful than your gifts and your talents. See, your attitude is either going to pull people in or it's going to push them away. You know somebody right now with a bad attitude, and you don't even pick up the phone for them. You're not willing to go the extra mile for them. You ain't got time for them. See, what I want you to understand what the Word of God says, it says, listen, in Ephesians, because I, I always bring it principle, because I don't want to just give y'all strategies and tactics. I got to give y'all principles. So Ephesians says, be ye kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. And some of us are walking around with these attitudes of unforgiveness. You got people from your childhood that you ain't forgiven yet. 
You falling out with friendships over petty stuff. You arguing with family members falling out over petty stuff because you got the wrong attitude. But the word of God says, be ye kind to one another. But you make it all about you. What somebody can do for me. What's up? You ain't did this. You're counting the score. The reason why you can't run it up is because you're too busy looking at the scoreboard. What is it that you did for me? That's why relationships don't work because you're trying to count instead of love. Hey, I did this for you, so where's this at for me? We're going into relationship with the attitude of what can I get instead of what can I give. That's why you always get the short end of the stick because you attract people, not what you want, but who you are, and they come into your life and they rob you of everything because you got an attitude to take. When is the last time you said, I'm going to give? So here's the thing. Your attitude determines the entrance or exit of miracles. Let me tell you a quick story. Listen, your attitude is going to determine the entrance of your miracle or the exit of your miracle. I'm telling y'all the next four months. Some of y'all are not going to get what God has for you because of your attitude. But some of y'all, God is about to give you double for your trouble. All the time that you've been waiting, because of your attitude, God is about to bless you in these next four months. Here's the thing. I remember I went to Northern Illinois University. I didn't say I graduated. I said I went to Northern Illinois University. I partied. But here's the thing. I needed a, I needed a, I needed a job on campus. And at that time, I never forget, it was a police officer. He was in charge. He was in charge of the hiring and the firing. And one of the most sought-out positions on campus was working the front desk. I didn't want to be in a cafeteria dropping chicken nuggets. I didn't want to be smelling like fish, grease, and rearing headnets. I wasn't that guy. I had a lot of ego. Unfortunately, I had a lot of ego, but gratefully, I had a great attitude. I was always a people person. I would always speak to people like, I'm the guy that be out in the streets and speak. Like, D be so amazed. You be like, she, you just so, it's just, people just love you. Because I, I speak. My attitude, I'm the guy that holds the door. I'm the guy, I'm the guy that's going to make sure you're good. Let me help somebody up the, up the stairs. I was that guy. And see, every time that police officer, I used to see him, I would speak. And if you've been on my podcast, I've been telling y'all that words are seeds. I would say hello. I, my energy would be, how you doing today? What do you need help with? I built a relationship with him in one season. And then the next season, when I needed income, I applied. When I say I applied for the job, I ain't fill out no paperwork. I seen him one day. I told him my story. I said, hey. Man, if, if there's any employment opportunities, let me know. He said, what you looking to do? I said, I'm looking for a work, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking for a job on campus. He said, say less, see. I have some front desk, I, I have some front desk positions that's open. But here's the thing, y'all. Not only did I didn't have to apply, I didn't have to fill out a resume, I didn't even start as a, as a regular front desk. I came in as supervisor. So I bypassed all of the applications that all of the students was putting in in housing and dining. I bypassed 
the, the application and the interview process because of my attitude, because I built relationships. Some of y'all are going to these interviews on jobs. You think that they're looking at the paper. They don't give about the paper. They don't care about that resume. They care about your attitude. How are you going to be in this environment? How can you add to this vision of this corporate America job? What, what skills do you have? Are you a people person? Your attitude. I had to sit back. I said, why is Chick-fil-A making so much money? Why is Chick-fil-A making so much money? Why are these people so happy? Have you ever been to Chick-fil-A and you seen somebody depressed? <laughs> have you ever seen somebody, like, seriously, have you ever seen somebody mad at Chick-fil-A? No. You know why? Because they hire happy people. You know why they got great service? Because they hire people with great attitudes. You're being judged off your attitude. So what I'm telling y'all is that your attitude is going to determine the interest. I'm going to be able to enter in a season of abundance based on my reactions to instructions, based on my attitude. But some of you guys are going to walk out on your miracle because of your attitude. Here's the thing. You guys woke up with two eyes, two feet, two hands. By the time you walk out the house, your kids then woke up, you got food in the refrigerator, you turned on the lights that came on, you turned on the water that came on, you turned on the stove that came on, you got a whole bunch of shoes in your closet, you got a whole bunch of clothes in your closet, you got gas in your tank, and some of us going to walk out mad as hell. You got some nerves to walk out mad, frustrated about bills, and some people don't even have a house to have a bill. Some people just lost their house in this recession. They wish they had bills. They wish they had a car with a forfeit tank. They wish they had their last $2 in a bank account. They wish that they had them, that, that, that them leftovers in the refrigerator. They wish that they had a house. So you're not grateful. This is why you got to have an attitude of gratitude. Because whatever you're thankful for, you get more of. The reason why... God is not adding to your life, it's because you're not grateful for your life. You ain't, like, you, we want God to expand our territory with a bad attitude. Wait a minute. You mean tell me you go to work every day, you show up when you want to show up, you do what you want to do, but you asking God to move on your job. <laughs> Wait a minute. You show up to work late. You, you're not applying yourself at the job. You checked out years ago. You're just there for the 15th and the 30th. It's all about your check, what I can get paid. But you want God to move on your job and promote you. How, Sway? Make it make sense to me. Why would God increase you in an area that you don't even appreciate? So if you don't appreciate it, it's going to depreciate. <laughs> Whatever you don't appreciate, it's going to depreciate, and it will be removed from your life. Are you with me? you got to have an attitude of gratitude. Matter of fact, let, let me just share it with you this way. You ever go to a restaurant? See, back in my days when, I was, when it was tough, I used to look at that bill like, who the hell is gratuity? Who orders the gratuity? See, there's two different types of charges in a restaurant. There's a service charge, 
where it's a mandatory charge <laughs> that is added to the bill. I mean, that's what you that's what you order the service charge. But then the gratuity is a voluntary amount that a customer may choose. But here's the thing, you know what you know what our our ability to, to tip the waitress is built on. But you just said it. The attitude. When had the last time you turned up on gratuity for the bad attitude? In fact, if they got a bad attitude, bad service, not only are you walking about it up, you're going to go out your way to tell people, hey, I'm not in here. I didn't like their service. Let me ask y'all something. How is the gratuity in your life? Who's, who's voluntarily blessing you and pouring you because of your attitude? <laughs> who's choosing to add the gratuity in your life? But see, here's the thing. You're never going to change your attitude until you see the reward for changing it. <laughs> You're never going to change until you see the reward. See, some waitresses, they're smart enough. Some waitress, they come smiling in the door. They smile and walk you to the table. They, they, they check on you every 30 seconds. Something's wrong with the fries. They get you a new batch. They come pour some water. When, when you drink your water, they come tip you off again. See, what these waitresses understand is that their attitude has a reward. Huh. But listen. Not only does your attitude have a reward, it also has a penalty. Listen, you ever, a lot of people that's in jail right now, they in jail for the wrong attitude. How many times in your life you almost went to jail? You know why? Because you had the wrong attitude in that moment. I remember a time, I ain't going to say I was ready to fight, but I was in a drive-thru. Somebody messed up my order, and they got real snappy at me. Do y'all know I, I was in a drive-thru ready to cuss somebody out over some chicken? I'm sitting here about to risk my maximum wage mindset arguing somebody over a $10 box of chicken and somebody at that time that was making probably $10 an hour. <laughs> some of y'all are risking it all because you got a poor attitude. Some of y'all in traffic getting cut off, and it, and it messes up your whole day. Some of y'all are the people that's cutting people off. <laughs> I keep hearing people at the end of every year, I got to cut the people off in my life. Hey, you sound you got a problem. If you got to keep cutting people off every year, I can guarantee you got a bad attitude. So your attitude can either create rewards in forms of favor, money, opportunities, or your attitude can imprison you. It can be dangerous to you. It can be, it can be, poor, it can be poor in your health. It can be poor in your wealth. It can be taken from you. See, here's the thing. When you change your attitude, it's when you finally see a, you, there's a reward for it. Let me tell you. Even the word of God, somebody say principles. <laughs> The word of God says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child, but I became, well, when I became a man, 
I put away childish things. <laughs> what is the Bible telling y'all? Talking about your attitude. Some of us are 40 years old physically, but eight years old mentally. Some of us are grown kids carrying baggage and pain, trauma from eight years old. Your self-development, your personal development, your views in life, you're letting an eight-year-old run a 30-year-old show. Some of us stop growing at eight because of the hurt and the pain, so we're still doing childish things in your relationship, on your job, in your activity, and you don't even see it. Come on, man. You know some people childish. Getting attitudes because somebody texts you back in 30 seconds. You arguing about who left the dishes in the sink. All this purpose in the world, I wish I would be arguing with D about who left a fork in the sink. Please. We got time to, for those type of arguments. You argued over petty things that has nothing to do with goals, growth, health, and wealth. That's childish. Look at, look at your neighbor and say, grow up. <laughs> tell him again, grow up. Let me tell y'all, let me tell you this before we go to activity, because y'all, y'all ain't going to like me on activity. It's okay. But here's the thing. Your focus determines your attitude. Why y'all think I've been preaching this picture? You got to get the picture. What's your vision? What's the goals? Your focus determines your attitude. What is the picture in your mind? Let me tell you about this, this one girl on, on Facebook. Uh, yeah, I'm going to talk. Let me tell you about this one girl on Facebook. Every day she comes online and she belittles men. Every day is about what black men ain't doing, a black man cheating, black men, black men ain't this, black, all black men cheat, black men are dogs. And I'm sick of it. I'm sorry, I want to use those words. Lord, forgive me. I'm I'm, uh, I don't like it. I don't like her coming online and bashing black men just so she can get a point across. But here's the thing. Your focus determines your attitude. You know what she focused on? Negative things of men, how men cheat, what men ain't doing. So guess what she keep attracting in her life? Everything that she don't want. Here's the thing. How can all men cheat, men ain't nothing, when there's a black woman getting married every day? I'd have been in seven weddings in my life, not just going to them, in them. I get on Facebook every day and seeing a woman get proposed to. So many black women got married. So many black women are having kids, having love, traveling the world with their babe, booed up. I'm in a healthy relationship, so I can't relate to her because that's not my focus. You know what my attitude is? Man, love is real out here. See, it ain't the fact that ain't no men out here for ladies. The fact is you don't even believe there's men, and you don't have the right attitude towards dating. Some of y'all want the man of your dreams, but you ain't giving nobody no praise. You got these you got these opinions and they gotta be seven eight, they gotta be muscular, and you gotta type. Well some seasons your type ain't right. God God's telling you it ain't about the look it ain't about 
you looking good. It's about you feeling good. See, there's a king out there for you. There's a queen out there for you that might not look like you want, but they're going to treat you like you need. Tell somebody, stop being childish. You got the wrong attitude. So my goal for black queens is to come online and get them to focus on the positive things. Because focusing on the negative things only gets you more of what you don't want. What do you focus on? You got the wrong attitude. I need you to speak love into your life. I need you to speak healthy relationships. See, here's the thing. Start hanging around happy women and see what happened in your life. <laughs> I'll never see happy women come online bashing black men. I've never seen it. They too busy in love. They too busy getting put down on the, in the bedroom. They too busy taking trips. They too busy starting businesses. They too busy living their life because their focus is different. And their focus determines their attitude. This is why people win in life, and this is why people lose in life, because they got the wrong attitude. Oh, we're going to talk today, because now i got to get into activity. So number one, if you're going to have a supernatural season these next four months, if, if, if you're expecting God to move in your life like never before, you got to have the right attitude. You got to stop and check yourself before you wreck yourself. Now let's talk about activity. Ooh we, I know, I know how little we got to talk about the work. Here's what I want to talk about activity today. Because once you get the attitude, you got to lay out the activity. The activity is, the activity is the miracle. <laughs> listen, listen. You can have the right attitude and all the wisdom in the world, but it's the activity that's going to perform the miracle. See, we say when you know better, you do better. Not necessarily. Some of us know better, but why are we not doing better? <laughs> Think about it. Listen, let me tell you something. Like, I talk to people. They'll call me coach. I need to speak with you. I, I need your help. I get to start talking for five minutes, and they'll be like, oh, this is so confirmation. Wait a minute. Confirmation? That means if you already knew this, why you ain't doing this? See, 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 you can have the wisdom. You can have the knowledge, but that's not going to activate your miracle until you do a thing. So knowing and not doing is the same thing as not knowing. People get on the phone, oh, that's confirmation. Oh, you're speaking today. I'm just telling you everything that you've been telling yourself. The problem is you don't trust yourself. So you got to hear a new voice. God got to speak to people. Oh, it's confirmation. You know what you should be doing. Why you ain't doing it, I don't know. But it's your activity. The reason why your life is not progressing is because you know better, but you're not doing the do. Tell somebody, I got to do the do. Say it again. I got to do the do. Here's the thing. You got to do what you can, and you got to do the best you can. Let me say it again. You got to, like, like, like right now in this season of your life, you got to do what you can. Like, like, do what you can, and then you got to do the best you can. My girlfriend, like, 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 D is, is behind the scenes. And... And 
she also gets out here and she shares the vision about the startup CEO. But see, I don't care. I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not obsessed with her just going out there and banging like I do. All I want her to do is do what she can. <laughs> I know it's, it's going to be a season where 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 all you're going to see is her traveling around the world, speaking to women. Audience is packed out. But but that season is in the future. Right now, I just need her to do what she can. And just not just do what she can, but do the best that she can. Because in the last season that I met her, she wasn't a speaker. If y'all were the new D, she was in human resources. She was behind the scenes. Now, in this season, when I hear her on the phone, I'll be, I be having to take a double take like, okay, babe. I see her going Facebook Live, and I see her doing Reels, and I see her talking herself. I'm like, it fires me up. But all I asked of her is do what you can. I didn't ask her, you need to post 20 times a day like me. Hey, babe, you need to do a call every day. Hey, babe, you need to go speak this, speak that. You need to go, you need to go have these conversations. You got to go do on this podcast. You got to go share this. You got to go coach on this platform. I just asked her, I need you to do what you can. But then, babe, I need you to do the best you can. <laughs> so here's the thing. Let me ask you a serious question this morning. What are you not doing that can change your health, your wealth, and your relationship? What are you not doing that can change your health, your wealth, and your relationship? You know why you really be mad some days? It's because you know you can go a lot harder and you've been playing. Come on, let's be real. Talk to Coach today. You know if you can go back, you would, and do it all over again. Well, if you would go back knowing what you know now and do it all over again, then why won't you start today? <laughs> Listen, oh, I hear people say, boy, if I can go back to 18. Well, what you going to do at 28, sis? <laughs> boy, if I was back in my 30s, what the hell are you doing in your 40s then? If you know, if you can go backwards, you can't go get back time, but you can start making the right decisions today. Because decisions decide our wealth. Decisions decide our health. Decisions decide our future. So let me ask you something. What are you not doing that can change your health, your wealth, and your relationship? See, when I, when I look at the Word, I look at the Bible, I realize that, you know, we say Jesus was a, a miracle worker. Listen to the words. He was a worker. Do y'all know that Jesus had a three-year ministry. My man was 33 years old. He prepared 30 years for a three-year ministry. Some of us quit our businesses in three days, three months. We, 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 we out of there. Oh, I didn't make no money this month. God, is this for me? What are you doing? <laughs> you on to another business. You go to the gym one week. I'm, I'm guilty, too. You go to the gym one week, you quit the next week, and you're talking about, man, the gym ain't for me. You're not a worker. Jesus was, he put the work in. He traveled, he preached, he teached, he served. Can you imagine washing somebody's feet that you don't rock with? In today's time, you, you, you blocking them on social media. You can't, look, you, you, you wouldn't even let them watch your page. You blocking and deleting people, and Jesus is out here washing people's feet that didn't even like them. And you can't, <laughs> you, you blocking people. Don't pick up. Don't answer. 
I got to block you. Come on, how is your work ethic? See, you know what? You know the type of people I want to be around right now. I want to hang around the people. I want to hang around the let's get it people. I like to call people. They're like, let's get it. I like to call people. They're like, no problem. Oh, I love being around some good energy. One thing I, I, I dislike is people with poor energy. I don't. I I don't like being on the phone longer than seven minutes with people because the energy. Well, my mom. Well, I I don't talk. I I I let my mom know I, I can't entertain certain things. I don't want to talk about the news. That ain't. I'm mom. I'm trying to make the. I'm trying to make the news. I create the news, mom. I don't watch news, mom. I'm not trying to hear about the COVID. I'm not sure I hear about 78 people died on the south side of Chicago today. That ain't like my heart is for the world, but that's not my concern right now. My concern is about bringing life to the people that need it. My concern is my concern is my assignment. So I can't deal with no negative vibes right now. In fact, I don't want to hear your problem consistently. Sooner or later, we got to talk about a solution. I'm not going to entertain the same problem that you've been dealing with for six years. Sooner or later, we got to have a solution. Some of y'all are, are thinking in somebody else's problems. You want to say, like, they brought you into the boat, and they got holes in it, and you're going down with them because you're entertaining somebody else's bullshit. They feel like, first of all, why is it okay for them to entertain you with their BS? I don't have those conversations, man. We're talking about making more in a month than some people make in a year. I don't care about your baby mama drama. I don't care. I, don't, I ain't afraid to tell you. I don't want to talk about that. You got to make a habit of turning down negative conversations. Because if they're going to talk bad about somebody to you, you're going to be the next subject of conversation as soon as you turn your back. So what you have to understand is stop entertaining low vibrating people, low energy people. Hang around the let's turn up, let's let's go make it happen type of people. No problem. I love when I talk to somebody. Like, no problem. I get on it. Damn. Ooh, I love it. When I give somebody an assignment, they go do it. Ooh, I go out my way. I told y'all one of my calls. I literally ask my students to do stuff just to see if they're going to do it. I'm trying to see if they're going to honor my instructions because if they don't honor my instructions, how are they going to honor my time? So in the future when they say, hey, are you free? I need to speak to you, coach. No, I'm not free. I'm not. Nope. Can't do it. I I'm going to be sitting on the couch chilling, and they're going to call me. I said, I'm not free. Because they didn't honor my instructions in one season, but I got to take time out to hear what you're like. Come on. So what I'm telling y'all is not the economy that's holding you back. It's your philosophy on activity. So let me give y'all some gems on how to outwork everybody. Because not that I wish I would come online and see my students talk about what's not happening. The economy. My mom ain't did this. I ain't got no support. They ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Sometimes that the only hand you need is yours. <laughs> everything that you got, everything that you need is already in you. If you need a man, then you clearly ain't listening to God. Man is going to let you down every time. So here's what you got to do. When we talk about work ethic, 
I need y'all, write this down, be predictable. Hey, guess where you're going to find me at every morning, 7.30, Monday through Friday? <laughs> you gonna, I'm going to be predictable. Some people come to my page every day, and they look for my value because I'm predictable. You're going to get on this call every month because I'm predictable. I'm not going to be sending out text messages forever. This is to build a habit in your life. But if I don't send a text message out, I bet I'll be on this call at 725 a.m. Because I'm predictable. But see, some people, they don't have alarm set. They're not intentional, so I'm sending out the text message right now. <laughs> the text message reconfirms that I need to get on this call. But for some people, they don't need a text. They beat me to the call. Are you with me? You got to be predictable. Are you predictable at work in a good way or a bad way? Like, are you the first person that show up every day, got your coffee and ready to grind? Or are you the person that's predictable, you late to everything? You late to all the team meetings, you get your work in late. You the first person to leave. You at the water fountain all day. You ain't did nothing. You ain't did nothing all day. First one to put your sick days in. First one to put your vacation days in. Yeah, you predictable. In the worst way. Let me tell y'all something. Y'all gotta stop letting these crises in your life change your predictor. Change you from being predictable. You break up in a relationship. Now you don't show up no more. <laughs> what? I be talking to people. They're like, man, coach, I had to take a break nine months from my business. You took a break nine months? What? That ain't a break. <laughs> That's not a break. <laughs> you quit. What I'm telling y'all is you got people counting on you, and you taking nine-month breaks. You got people, imagine if I, tomorrow I don't show up. If I don't show up tomorrow, somebody will be pissed off. Do y'all know if, if it was a time in my life, if I didn't post on Facebook, people used to inbox me like, hey, uh, 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 you okay? I'd be like, I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, hey, you, you didn't post today. What? I said, that's why. People need it. So are you predictable? See, you letting your relationship stop you from being predictable. Every time you, you get in an argument with your babe, you stop grinding. Every time your job piss you off, you stop grinding. Every time you get sick, you stop grinding. Every time something goes wrong, you stop showing up. So guess what? Because you're not predictable, you're not consistent. I want you all to write this down. Being consistent makes you the expert. See, oh, 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 oh this is about to be so good. I'm going to talk about this later. Being consistent makes you the expert. Some of y'all are trying to figure out what to post every day. That ain't your problem. You just need to be consistent. <laughs> you to finish. All your status has got to – it takes you an hour to post a status, and all you got to actually do is be consistent. <laughs> Being consistent makes you the expert. Because I get on these calls Monday through Friday, I become the expert. I'm just consistent. Because you keep showing up to the gym, you're going to get all the results. Because you keep eating right consistently, you're going to get all the results. Because you keep being a good steward of your money consistently, you're going to get all the results. Not being consistent is going to cost you your money the next four months. Not being predictable, not showing up. So what is it that you need to be predictable about and what do you need to be consistent with? 
Now, the next thing is, is you're going to run up the bag the next four months. You got to plan. Proper planning prevents poor performance. Let me say this again. Proper planning prevents poor performance. See, y'all making plans for the weekend, but ain't made plans for the day. See, I'm looking for weekend warriors. I don't care. I don't care what's turning up on the weekend. I got goals, man. You can have a club. I want to be in the office. That's my club. I want to be working on content. Hey, listen, while people are turning up Saturday, I'm going to be working on my lessons next week. <laughs> listen, because I, I got to get ahead of the game. They're going to lose four hours, and I'm going to get ahead four or five hours. I get up at 4.30 a.m. Why? Because I, I need to get two hours in front of people. People that get up at 7.30, I've already, like, I can work out, I can eat, I got in my personal development, and I did a whole call by the time you even walk out to work. I got to get, get some distance in between me and the world. Right, this is what highly achievable people do. They consistent. They plan. Listen, listen, my calendar. If I can only show you how many phone calls I got to make today. My calendar is booked. D, D, almost, like, D got mad at me last night, and she was right. I, I had to get out of my feelings. I texted somebody last night at 1130. Hey, I need you to get on my calendar tomorrow. That was disrespectful. D had to, I, I was almost mad at D, like, because she noticed I'm in savage mode right now. I got a lot of people to help in a short period of time. But hitting somebody at 1130 at night, even though she said, Coach, it's cool, no worries, let's get it. It's, I, have, I, I got the wrong thing in mind. That was wrong, and I had to take, I had to listen to my girlfriend. I, that's not the proper planning. I shouldn't be hitting people at 1130 at night. I could have waited until this morning to do it, but see, sometimes my savageness overcompensates my, my proper planning. So I'm growing too. But what I want you all to understand is that what's in your calendar today? Is it Netflix? Is it TV? Is it kicking it? Is it Thursday Thursday? <laughs> is it turn it up? Is it gossip? Like, what's in the plan today? So your calendar is your boss. You know, here's the thing. People call me like, Coach, I'm going through it. Man, my life is, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I, my life is upside down and my business is this. I say, hey, stop, stop, stop. Send me your calendar. They send me their calendar. There ain't nothing in it. That's why your life is messed up. Because you ain't got nothing to do. You don't have no plans. It makes sense why you stress the hell out. Because you're not busy doing stuff. I don't have time to be stressed because my calendar won't let me. My like, 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 I don't have a boss. Demisha and my calendar is my boss. Those are the only two people that can tell me what to do. My girlfriend and my calendar. Anybody else, you out of luck. What I'm telling y'all is that my calendar is telling me my behavior for the day. It's, it's telling me my, 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 my conduct, how I need to conduct myself today. So if my calendar says I got to talk to 10 people, then after 10 people, I got to do my call, I got to figure out my exercise for the day, what we going to eat for the day, who I'm going to pour into today, me talk, tapping in with people for the day. Well, I, that's all in my plan. 
I'm thinking, what I got to do today to advance the target? What's the goal today? It's my target. Every day counts. We got this wrong idea about time. Some of y'all are like, oh, I got to December. No, you don't. You got to today. How you going to talk about you got to December when you, you ain't doing what you need to do today? So don't be, the, don't be one of those people who going to wait until December 31st and say, hey, let me go ahead and set these goals. Man, you missed the boat already. Do y'all know that 98% of people who set goals on January 1st, they already quit them by February 15th. Around Valentine's Day, they didn't fell in love and they lost. <laughs> they fell out of their goals. The gym be packed as ever around January 3rd. Boy, you can't get a you can't get on a machine in January. But come February, you can go any time of the day. You got the machine. There's no line, no wait. <laughs> People that quit on themselves by February, it ain't even been thirty days. Why? Because they're not predictable. They're not consistent. Let me tell y'all something. My next point, write this down. You got to do more. You got to do more. Some of y'all are trying to figure out how to do the bare minimum and get everything. How? You trying to sow the least amount of seeds, but you the one got the biggest handout. You want the biggest harvest. How? I talk to people, they got $100,000 month goals. And I don't even see them on social media. Like, I only see them giving value, no, nothing away. What are you doing? You ain't sowing no seeds, sis. Come on. You got to do more. Listen to me. Your favorite pastor, he does an hour service every Sunday. That's four hours a month. I do an hour call Monday through Friday. That's 20 times a month. I'm putting in more personal development, more service than some pastors in the world do. You got to do more because what I did was I looked at my industry because I'm not, I'm not, I don't care about competition. That's not, that's what, that's for other people. My thing is I'm trying to dominate. I want you to think about the startup CEO all day long. You wake up, you're thinking about the startup CEO. You go to sleep thinking about setting your alarm for the startup CEO. You come online, I'm coming down your timeline all day. I'm here to dominate, man. I ain't got time to compete with nobody but me. By the end of this year, I'm going to have over 100 hours in personal development document on the podcast. That's more than some pastors have, and they wonder why they can't grow their church. Because you won't grow your seed. Mom and pop churches are going out of business because they're, they're not growing. Hello? They're not growing the youth in the church. You got pastors speaking today, 70 years old. There's three people in the audience. You ain't turned over the mantle, bro. Because you, you got to do more. You got to pour more. Some of y'all, uh, let's talk about your job. Go in there and do more today. Hey, you trying to dodge the, the assignment. No, I, ain't, I, I can't do that today. No, go in the job, the actual human resources, your boss. Hey, what other work you got around here? I'm, I'm, let me add that on to mine. Who can I help at work? What coworker is in jeopardy of losing their job and they need some help? Go help them today. When you go to the gym, 
go do an extra rep today. If you're walking two miles a day, walk three miles a day. If you're sewing $10, sew $20 a day. See, me and D got a tithing goal. <laughs> I'm trying to tithe more than I earned in certain months in my past. Every dollar that comes into the startup CEO, off the top, 10% go to my tithe. I got to do more. I'm expecting more from God, so before I can spend my own money, it goes right to Bill Winston. Bill Winston touches it before I do. Before I pay the Comcast, the ComEd, the mortgage, all the stuff that we got, God going to get his first. See, I don't, I'm not thinking 10%. I'm thinking about the first 10%. I got to do more. I'm showing God I can handle this so I can do more. Ask somebody, I want y'all to say, what am I doing? What am I doing? The next thing is you got to have a now mentality. I got five minutes. The next thing is you got to have a right now mentality. Some of y'all need to break up with procrastination. If somebody right now in my industry, they're contemplating starting a podcast. By the time they put their podcast together, I'm up 80 episodes. People are going to ask me in December, man, how did you generate all this? How did you get to this level? Where was you at every morning? Hey, bro. Hey, sis. Where was you at every morning when I was doing those calls? Hey, sis. Where was you at every, morning, every day when I was going live? Hey, sis. Where was you at every day when I was coming down your timeline seven, days, seven times a day? Hey, sis. When I was doing those events, when I was doing these workshops, when I was hosting these Zooms, when I was reading these books, when behind the scenes I'm talking to hundreds of people and pouring into them every day, where was you at? What were you doing? You ain't going to be able to party like me in the next season because you didn't grind like me in this season. Come on now, don't miss this. Don't miss this. You ain't going to be able to go certain places I go in the next season because you're not doing it in this season because you don't have a now mentality. Oh, I'm going to get to it. No, nah, that, that ain't the people I want to hang around with. <laughs> I have a hatred towards a casual approach. If you know me, my girlfriend, ooh, we, boy, she gonna, she'll tell you, T got to have everything. T loves speed. That's what I'm about. I'm about, we got to, let's do it. I'm not, listen, I don't want to have a meeting about a meeting. Some of y'all are having meetings. Some of y'all are about to have a meeting this week with somebody about a meeting. Y'all about to talk about a meeting in a meeting. At work, they're going to say the same thing. They want you to come into a meeting and talk about a meeting. I ain't got time to talk about no meetings, man. What are we doing? What's the plan, bro? I need an A, B, and C. If you're going to do it or you're not. See, people think when I call people, like, I don't want to have an ego when I say this. If I call and ask you something, I'm not going to call you two, three times and ask you. I'm going to call you one time, and if you don't follow up me, you don't, you don't do that, I'm on to the next thing. I'm going to find somebody that can get it done. Why do you think I got forever to wait for you? Some of y'all are waiting in relationships. <laughs> Some of y'all are waiting in relationships for somebody to wake up. Hey, listen, let, newsflash, they sleep, and they not waking up, and you need to wake up and move on. Some of y'all waiting for y'all jobs to wake up. It's not. Their job is not to promote you. Their job is to keep you sleepwalking with a 401K, <laughs> two weeks vacation. They got to keep you sleep. They Listen, they're going to have kids, and their kids going to come get the promotion before you do. That's how it's set up. I mean, if you was a business owner, if you had employees, 
Do you want to turn over your business to employees or do you want to turn it over to your kids? Do you like, 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 you think the CEO of your company want to give it to you or he want to give it to somebody with his last name? What do you think? So listen, if you operate now and you turn the word now around, you already won. Now, some of y'all trying to figure out everything before you get started. Man, if you don't just start and figure out as you go, oh, I got to figure out. I, I talked to I talked to somebody. She joining a membership tomorrow, and she said, "T, I've been I've been watching you." <laughs> I said, "Why you ain't Why you ain't reach out then?" I, I man, T, I don't know. She said, "She said, T, I, I I got this. I got I, I got I got these materials I want to sell. I got the skincare, and um, I don't have a logo for it yet, and I, I'm just waiting to get the logo that I'm gonna sell it." I said, "You a lie. You ain't gonna sell it when you get the logo." I ain't never gave a damn about a logo. Why? Because the product's still going to be a product. Some of y'all got to be so perfect before you start. I told her, I said, listen, hey, how about you have a pop-up shop where it's a, it's a, it's a, sample, it's a sample pop-up. You have people come over to your – you ain't got the logo. Don't worry about it. Do a pop-up sample uh, a pop-up where your friends and family, they come over, and they can taste your skin products. They can sample things, and they can pre-order when you launch and rebrand two weeks from now. She said, T, why ain't you thinking that? It's because you're trying to be perfect. But that's really an excuse because you got a lot of anxiety about promoting your business. She said, oh, my God, you're, that's confirmation. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Y'all know y'all be, oh, that's confirmation. Well, what I'm telling you is I'm just telling her, stop being perfect. Here's the thing. Perfection prevents explosion. Some of y'all would have been blew up already, but you, you try to be perfect. Listen, all the filters in the world and your hair got to be done. Some of y'all won't get in the camera because you ain't, you ain't, you ain't, got, you ain't got your wig on. Your weave ain't done, and you got 101 filters. And the world, and the world don't like perfect anyway. Name me one per- person that's perfect right now. Nobody. Nobody. So the reason why you haven't blew up yet is because you haven't grew up yet. <laughs> the reason why you're not blowing – can you imagine me waiting to – Oh, let me let me go have the right titles for this podcast. Do y'all know I came up with this podcast idea 24 hours before I started it? I told D, I said, hey, um, we got to change our routine, babe. She said, what you mean? I'm about to start these calls Monday through Friday. She said, okay. okay I hit my flyer lady. I said, hey, uh, I need this flyer done. Not today. I need, I need this done ASAP. Like, not tomorrow. Get this back to me now. Matter of fact, I need to, come on, I need to dance. Like, I need speed on this because I'm about to do this today. The problem is you have an idea, but you execute them three years later. You, you, you execute them 90 days later. Are you in? See, the problem is certain people are going to launch your ideas because you didn't have the courage to get out there. Certain people about to take the vision God gave you and get out there and go make it happen. People was already thinking about Uber but they took forever to get off the ground, so Uber came out and did it. <laughs> see, 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 Lyft probably had the idea already, but they didn't get out into the marketplace first, so Uber is the big dog. Are you with me? Somebody's sitting on ideas because they want to be perfect. Some of y'all, I'm going to talk about y'all real quick, then we about to hop off. Some of y'all got all of these pictures and videos in your phone. You got so much content in your phone that you won't even post because you're trying to be perfect. I had, to talk, I, had to, I had to talk about my girlfriend, too. I said, babe, 
Why does it take you so long to make these captions? Babe, I, I said you overthinking this. I just need you to put it out there. I need to do I need you to do the best you can. Just put it out there. Boy, my girl used to get so frustrated, she'll tell you. She'd be like, I'll wake up and post I I could be driving and I just post it on Facebook. I ain't got time to think, man. Hey, my dad, ain't not for y'all. I'm not gonna go. Uh, y'all be y'all be about to write a paragraph on Facebook and then you delete it because somebody what somebody may say. The thing you was about to post would have completely transformed your whole business. See, everything that you post is for somebody, and when you don't post, they don't get it, and so they can't support you. Let me say the last thing. Somebody said to you, man, you doing five calls a, a week? You posting all day? You gonna burn out? <laughs> I told him, I said, listen, I'd rather burn out than fade the black. <laughs> listen, listen, I'd rather go out on top, burnt out, lit up, than to be fading the black. Nobody know you. Like, 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 listen, I, I, I worry about the burnout. I got, I got, I'm going to rest on Sunday. I'm going to try to. But Monday, Monday through Saturday about to get this work. Why? Because that's what God did. What did DJ Khaled say? God did. Monday through Saturday, he put in major work. He created the world in six days and on seven days he worked. Did, did God worry about burnout? <laughs> Was God worried about burnout? See, people who talk about burnout is people that make excuses. Man, I ain't gonna, I'm going to be burnt out. Man, I, ain't gonna, I can't do all that. Yes, you can. You got to. It's, 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 there's, there's pace to your grace. <laughs> I know how to give. I know when to turn it on. I know when to turn off. Nine o'clock, I'm asleep. I, I, I'm in the bed, man. Because I got to get back up at four thirty and beat the world up. I'm sleeping nine o'clock. I ain't got time to be up. What's what's happening after nine o'clock? Be honest. Nothing. Some of y'all kids, you up with your kids at eleven thirty? Doing what? Why is your kids going to sleep at eleven thirty? What's happening right now? TV raising our kids. We up to 2 o'clock in the morning on Netflix, ain't doing nothing. Getting up at 7.30, is somebody up at 4.30. My mentor said, I get up at 4.30, I go to sleep at 9. Well, damn, that's what I got to do. Why the hell am I getting up at 7? And my mentor getting up at 4.30, he has two and a half hours on me. That means some of us got four months left in a year, and some of us got about five months left in a year. Some of y'all are catching on the way to work. Some of us have four months left, and some of us got five months because some of us going to get up earlier and make it do what it do. Some of us going to manage our time and plan better. Some of us going to put in more activity. Listen, I'm so grateful for you guys. I want to thank everybody for hopping on. Hey, listen, if you're not in a startup CEO right now, what are you waiting on? We getting people credit lit up. We getting people funding. We got one of our students, $30,000 yesterday. I'm about to post it today, and we're about to light it up. Guys, we have a mission that we're going to change 500 people's lives the next four months. This is why Coach goes so hard, because i got to find the 500 people that we got to help make six figures and explode their business. I love you guys. Go out there, have the right attitude, have the right activity, and go out there and make it happen. Love you guys. Have a good one today.